Hi, everyone. My name is Stephen Kilger. I'm the managing editor of Feeding Grain Magazine and the host of the Feeding Grain Podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining me today as we dive deep into the issues affecting the feed manufacturing, grain handling, and all their allied industries. Today, I'm speaking with Blake Sandis, general manager of RMS Roller Grinder. We're talking about the improvement of energy efficiency and feed mill grinding systems, what feed mills should be on the lookout for when they're selecting this equipment, and what kind of savings they can expect by implementing a more energy efficient grinding process. But before we start, if you're listening to this on a podcasting app, please rate us and subscribe. If you're listening online, sign up for the Feeding Grain newsletter, Industry Watch, to see the latest podcast and stay up to date with all the latest news from around the industry. Now, on to the show. Hi, Blake. Hey, Stephen. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Excellent. Can you tell me a little bit more about yourself, what you do with RMS, and maybe a little bit about RMS itself? Sure. My name is Blake Sanis. I have been with RMS Roller Grinder for going on 10 years. Currently the general manager, but started in engineering with RMS, worked in sales, and now kind of helping to oversee the vision for where RMS is going and some of the things that we want to do. And RMS specifically is a equipment manufacturer and service provider for roller mills. Uh, a lot of the industries that we serve are primarily rooted in the ag feed. So the manufacturing of feed at feed mills and such. And then also a lot of it is in ethanol plants, soybean processing, as well as breweries and distilleries. And we also dabble in a lot of like the industrial market. So our roller grinders, though rooted in the ag feed industry, are used in a lot of different industries as well. And so obviously, not only do we manufacture it, but we also have the crews and ability to go out and service them and support the equipment once it's been out in the field. And me, myself, I am grown up in the Sioux Falls area, just south of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I have a wife uh, by the name of Amy and two beautiful daughters that are seven and five that keep me on my toes all the time. Exactly. So energy efficiency is just a huge topic in the industry. Everyone's trying to squeeze a little bit more out of their process. Can you provide a little bit of an overview on current energy consumption trends in animal feed milling, specifically focusing on the grinding process? Yeah. As in any industry, all the input costs continue to rise. So I think specifically for feed mills, they're really trying to look for ways to reduce that operating cost. And one of the operating costs that generally speaking, feed mills have actual control over is in their energy consumption. It's in the selection of the equipment that they choose to purchase or how they choose to upgrade it or the controlling of the equipment. It's just an area in their day-to-day lives that they actually have some control over. And so the ability for them to look for ways to improve it ultimately helps them either maintain or improve their margins. You see a lot of it nowadays with like alternative energy sources, right? Solar panels seem to be a big uh, new frontier feed mills and things like that. But Sometimes it's best just to reduce the energy consumption within the milling process itself. Can you talk a little bit about some of the challenges and concerns related to that in the animal feed milling? Is there kind of only so much you can do? What What's out there? Yeah, in some areas of the country, different energy companies, depending on 
their available grid actually require some of these high energy demand facilities like a feed mill to temporarily either limit production or they can face penalties in the form of peak demand charges or higher rates. They try to limit that so that way they're not putting too much strain on the grid at peak times of the day. That has an impact on the operations of a feed mill and just making sure that they can get the feed produced in a day or the cost to ultimately manufacture that feed. The other thing that I think a feed mill struggles with or has to contend against is finding that balance between optimizing for feed efficiencies, meaning like how fine they can grind feed in order to give the animal the proper and the best way to gain efficiencies versus the cost to actually produce that. Typically, when you grind finer, that requires more energy. And that also comes with a cost that's associated with this. So finding that balance between the most efficient way to add weight to an animal while still being able to produce it at a reasonable cost. So crazy to think about that, right? Because you hear about those programs, not so much here. I live in Southern Wisconsin, but across the nation where you're like, oh, you know, do your laundry at night because it's a peak time and you get a little break. But it's crazy to think of a feed mill, someone with a huge electricity bill that are still thinking of and required to do that kind of cost analysis in their their day-to-day operations. Yeah, absolutely. It happens more often than I think people really realize and think about not being able to do your job basically during the middle of the day because of the amount of energy that some of these facilities are just required to run. Definitely. I can't imagine it's going to be better in the future. I mean, these are going to be problems that continue to evolve and get more pressing for everyone. Energy costs money and there's, with fossil fuels and everything else, there's more and more demands to use less and less of it. So really important issue going forward. And one of the big users of electricity is the grinding systems in feed mills. Can you talk a little bit about how people might be able to become more sustainable or add cost savings to their milling process based on how they run their grinding systems? You talked a little bit about fines versus a coarser grind and things like that. Is there anything else that springs to mind? Yeah, I think everything kind of goes back to really reducing that cost per ton to manufacture feed. In some of those areas is the designs of some of the equipment. And I think this kind of goes back to more energy efficient motors, the drive configurations and the selection of the electrical starters that facility may choose. A lot of those design configurations can impact the cost associated with producing a ton of feed, as well as just, I think this is a point we'll probably talk about later in the conversation, but selecting the right equipment and then operating it only when you really need to operate it, right? It's like turning the lights off in the room. Do you turn the lights off when you exit the room or you just leave them on? It's the same for this equipment. If you're not really using it, making sure that when it's going idle, that it shuts off for a period of time. And so I think when feed mills and operators are thinking about the sustainability and the costs associated with that, they're having to contend or have the ability to affect it in all those different ways. Yeah, definitely. And you mentioned earlier, motors have become more energy efficient. Can you talk about some of the other equipment that over the last 10 years and things may have changed quite a bit from your old grinding system that might be able to help save you some money here and now? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's not just in the grinding systems, but feed mills are working much closer with their power companies themselves really to conduct full site energy evaluations to really find out where that energy can be improved from a consumption side. And honestly, a lot of the power companies are offering some sort of rebates or incentives for feed mills that implement those types of energy saving reductions. Some of the things that at RMS we've seen or helped customers with is the the selection of different motors, right? The selection of using maybe a VFD in some applications versus a standard starter which impacts their peak demand charges or one of the style of a roller mill specifically that like RMS manufacturers for a grinding equipment is the style of a roller mill that they select because of some of the energy charges that they may face or some initiatives that their companies have. I mean, I think it's all about reducing the friction in the grinding application to really maximize the KW per ton when you're talking about energy costs for a facility. Yeah. Can you go a little more into detail about what changes RMS has made over the last few years to make the machines that you guys sell more efficient? So obviously we are always supplying the motors that have the highest energy ratings that we can find. That's one big thing. So we always try to use high efficiency motors on there. The other thing is, is really making sure that we're selecting and designing our drives in such a way that limit the number of belts and configurations like that. Because anytime you add belting, you have power loss because of the power transmission from the motor to the rotating object. And in our case, it would be the rollers themselves. And one of the big advancements that we've designed is actually in what we refer to as our VersaMill. And basically, VersaMill is a direct drive roller mill that gets away from or eliminates all the belts completely and also has a kinetic energy recovery system. So we can take that normally lost mechanical energy and redistribute it back around to powering the motor. That's something we've really been worked on and refined for the last three to five years and seen some pretty good success stories with customers in that regard. Yeah. You guys work pretty closely with easy automation as well. Are some of those like automation systems, those process control systems, are those able to be implemented too to to help improve energy savings? Yeah, absolutely. And that's a big part of it is making sure that all these individual pieces of equipment are connected through a system like easy automation and making sure that they're operating in sync with each other, but also kind of going back to If they're not being utilized, the ability to know that, well, maybe we can shut down the grinder because the bin is full and we don't expect to have to grind for the next hour versus keeping it running over a period of time. And just the ability to interconnect all those pieces of equipment is a big part. Easy Automation, like you mentioned, is is a company that we've worked closely with to be able to really maximize and get peak performance out of our grinding equipment. Well, like you said, with the example with the lights, right? It's a lot easier if you don't have to remember to turn on and off the lights at all. And they just have a little sensor that turns off for you and you don't have to worry about it. Yep. I mean, that's why they have automatic lights in so many rooms nowadays, because it's so much more energy efficient. Those little things can be applied to the industrial market as well. 
We just don't think like that typically, but I think that's becoming more and more of a conversation point and a consideration for these feed mills that are being built and developed. Well, you walk into a feed mill now, even this is a little bit of a tangent, but all their lights are still on. <laughs> you go up to these second, third, fourth floors and where no one is, and it's just a distributor or whatever up there. <laughs> All the lights are on and all of them are beaming down when you visit. And you're like, oh, this don't need to be on right now. Back on topic. So what advice would you get when selecting grinding equipment? Say I have a new mill coming online. I'm, I'm shopping for grinding equipment and things like that. Factors would you consider if you were in that situation and you were picking out new grinding equipment? What should feed mill managers be thinking about during that time? Yeah, I mean, I think it always goes back to what are your current objectives for the equipment you need now, but you also have to think future state as well, 5, 10, 15 years out in regards to what types of materials am I going to be grinding? Primarily, it's corn, right, for a lot of the applications, but there's applications where there's maybe not just corn, but it's also more around the tonnage. So how many tons do we feel like we're going to have to produce in an hour or a week or a day and thinking about that in such a way from a sizing of the equipment perspective, making sure that you're sizing it for today to get the job done today, but also for the future. And so that's one of the things that I think we do a good job of is kind of going through that with the customer and asking those questions. So we select that right piece of equipment. So you're not building too big of a roller mill for the current state and future state that you're just kind of wasting energy. Other things is just going back to the design of it, right? Making sure that you're using the most energy efficient designs out there in the market. There's always equipment manufacturers and companies out there that are coming out with new technologies. You have to really do your homework, ask the questions, go visit them, be there with them, to really understand how is this going to work for me and my feed mill and the initiatives that we're trying to accomplish. Yeah, definitely. Well, you mentioned earlier that you had already had some customers upgrade systems or use these systems. Do you have any examples you can share with us? Any stories, any outcomes or kind of benefits that you've seen from people upgrading their systems? Yeah, there's always customers that have maybe had some older legacy roller mills that may have been 15, 20 years old. And again, it's like any equipment that's been out there for 15, 20 years. The energy savings, just putting on more energy efficient motors or the design for it is there. But one of the ones that sticks out to me is we had a customer that had a standard roller mill and they flipped over from using that standard roller mill and selected to go with a Versamill, not from primarily the energy consumption side, but because of the versatility that they were looking for in their application. But one of the benefits that they seen and received was a reduction of about 1KW per ton, which ultimately results in about $20,000 a year in annual energy saving for them because of what their rates are. And the other nice thing, because of this reduction in energy costs and of the system they selected, they also received a rebate from their power company that they work closely with. That has a big impact on their business and their bottom line. Yeah, definitely. And those numbers don't seem huge, but they add up really quickly to really big savings. I mean, $20,000, that's 
half of someone's salary. Yeah, absolutely. Well, excellent. Those are all the questions I have. What did what did I miss? Anything else you'd like to talk about that you feel we didn't cover? No, I, I think you asked a lot of the main driving questions that feed mills that are asking or should be asking and considering in regards to the grinding methods and energy consumption. So, yeah, and it, it's hard to imagine what an old roller mill is, right? Because you mentioned, you know. 15, 20 years, probably anything over the 10 years is, heck, anything over five years <laughs> be considered out of date now, which is, I think, hard for a lot of people to wrap their heads around, especially with some of the older mills out there who have been using the same equipment for a long time. So there are a lot of opportunities for them to upgrade and then have that equipment slowly pay for itself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. I really appreciate it. And I hope you come back soon next time we have a podcast about grinding or anything like that. Absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and look forward to talking on other topics again in the future. All right. Bye, everyone.